preload this video before we run it. Good morning, everybody. Glad to see you here this morning. And uh, we're going to open up with a video here in just a moment for Mother's Day. But I want to tell you that uh, Christ Community Church, one of the things we always try to do on Mother's Day is we acknowledge non-traditional moms and, and family units and people who don't have kids of their own and those kinds of things. So this, um, this video addresses some of those. And so I just want to give you a heads up that some things that are difficult, but we want to acknowledge all of the, the women in our lives who have played the role of mother for, for many, sometimes not even their own kids, but other people's kids, and uh, that we love all of you and value all of you, even as we recognize uh, moms and mentorship in uh, our service today. So, here we go. Today is Mother's Day. We want to acknowledge all the women we're blessed to know. We rejoice over you, for your strength, your wisdom, your strong love, and your beautiful faith. Whether today is a celebration for you or a day of quiet reflection and healing, we're thinking of all of you. If you gave birth this year to your first child, our joy overflows and we celebrate with you. If you adopted a child this year or became a foster parent, we rejoice with you and we want to honor you in your commitment to changing the lives of children. If you continue to struggle with infertility, we are hoping with you and holding your hand in prayer. If you are exhausted and feeling underappreciated for all you do for a house full of kids, we applaud you. We love you and we appreciate you more than you can ever imagine. And if you lost a child this year to death or miscarriage, we weep and mourn with you. And if your child is lost to addiction or to the world, we hurt with you, and we join you in putting our hope in the one who brings prodigals home. If you live with painful memories of your mom, we pray that you will find in a spiritual mother all that you never had from a birth mom. And if you're one of those amazing spiritual moms, we thank you for stepping up and being there when others couldn't. If you're experiencing an empty nest for the first time this year, we walk with you in this new season and are excited about the next chapter God has planned for you. If you're single, we celebrate your strength, beauty, and individuality and join with you in praying for the desires of your heart. If you're a single mom and wonder if you have the physical energy and financial resources to raise and provide for your child or children, we want to help you and we will. And if you're pregnant for the first time, we prayerfully anticipate with you the joyful birth of a healthy child. And to all the special women on this Mother's Day, Rest and delight in knowing that we are thankful for you, and we celebrate each and every one of you. Today, well, good morning, everybody. Glad to have you here. You may not know, some of you do, but some of you probably don't, that uh, my background comes from the sticks hills of West Virginia and Virginia. Uh, Mom and Dad both were born in uh, Winchester, Virginia. 
And as we like to say, we don't come from the sticks. If you look at our family tree, we come from the stick. Not a lot of branches on that, sweetheart. But because of that, I can turn on the country real fine. So a little uh, Mother's Day song for you here to, to kick us off and then worship team come and join me. By the way, this is by the great uh, Glenn Campbell and uh, written, written by Ted Harris. Got here red and wrinkled, scared and crying. She took him up and held him to her breast. Sure was glad to get what Mama offered. And he went to sleep and put his fears to rest. It didn't seem matter what he needed he could always count on mama to supply and regardless of the sleep she might be losing he always found a twinkle in her eye there ought to be a hall of Most unique and precious pearls. Heaven help us always to remember that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. She taught him all the attributes of greatness that she knew he couldn't learn away. By the time she wore the cover of her Bible, her hair was gray and her little man was gone. There ought to be a hall of fame for mamas, creation's most unique and precious pearls. Heaven help us always to remember that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Yes, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. All right, that was fun. Happy Mother's Day. I invite you to stand with us and sing and celebrate, worship the Lord this morning. We had a rough rehearsal. <laughs> but usually in the, the music world, the theater world, the performance world, that means you're going to have a great show. So here's to a great time of worship together. In Jesus' name, here we go.
Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms, mamas, and mommies out there. Congratulations for making it however far you've made it. Um, And I hope it's getting better every day. And if it's not, we pray for you. And if it is, pray for somebody else. Um, That being said, I do want to give a shout out to the moms. Uh, Moms are sort of the, I mean, we celebrate. Y'all know. You have... Mother's Day, Father's Day, there's a reason for that, Um, still for the most part we tend to view mothers as sort of the number one formative tool in the universe on human beings, Um, you know, in, in large part for better or for worse you kind of are who you are because of your mom. Don't blame your mother for everything because a lot of that is just you. So give her a break. And if you didn't already get her a card, I'm just, I'm going to get done here. I'm going to go down to Fred Myers and I'm just going to camp out in the card section and just laugh. Laugh at the people because it's like, you knew it was coming, bro. Because it'll be the guys. The guys always forget. Um, so shout out to the moms. But that being said, moms, I do want to 
co-opt your day a little bit because while this is a day of celebration and the formative role you play in so many lives, um, I want to take today to sort of springboard to some other formative influences in our lives. And all of these are cause for celebration. All these things are tools God uses to make us who we are. Uh, you know, we, we show on a regular basis the God's chisel video where God's going to work and God's chiseling here and chiseling there. And one of the tools God uses in that formation process is the people in our lives. And I think too often we tend to take those formative aspects of those people and kind of take them for granted. Uh, and we don't really stop and think about just what an impact they're having on us. So as today we're celebrating mothers, I want to give you a few other things to celebrate. And don't just celebrate and sit back and in a moment go, yes, I'm very thankful for such things. Celebrate. Let these people know that you are aware of how big of a role they've played in your life. Uh, and kind of our, our scripture this morning, our theme scripture is Proverbs. And this was one of the first um, right from the get-go, right from the jump, when I uh, found my way into God's kingdom, the book of Proverbs really, I connected with that. Uh, I don't know if it was the cookie, for, fortune cookie sort of nature of it, or that it was short and simple, and I needed short and simple. Um, but one of the first scriptures that really stuck with me was Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. And if, if you think of it, if you've never watched it, it is so captivating. Just check out the show Forged in Fire. It is, I'm, I, there's nothing in me that wants to forge anything at all. I have no, no desire to do it. But just watching other people do it masterfully is just mesmerizing. And, you know, there's, there's the forging in the fire. And there's the grinding and the hammering and the sharpening and the honing. And the sharpening and the honing, this is the role people play in our lives. Um, this is why we're so insistent at Christ Community Church that as much as possible, and um, precluding uh, global pandemics, it's really vital that you be in some sort of small group, life group sort of group. Uh, because it's when you get in those close relationships with other people and you're rubbing shoulder to shoulder and you're putting your feet under the same table for meals, that's when this formation we're talking about really happens. And that's where this idea that other people are sharpening you and honing you and prompting you to be the best of what God made you to be, that's where it really happens. So iron sharpens iron. One man sharpens another. First group I want to talk about this morning are mothers. Because uh, it's Mother's Day, and because it fits in with my alliteration that I'll be referring to later. Uh, but when I say mothers, I want to open that up to like the broader category of family. There are so many people, maybe less now, uh, in you know even this kind of post nuclear family environment we live in. Um, you know, years ago we had the nuclear family, which was, was mom and dad and kids, and before we progressed to that, we had the extended family where where mothers and fathers and kids lived in close proximity, if not the same home, with aunts and uncles and grandparents. And you had generations living together, kind of reinforcing the teachings of family. 
and, and the codes of the family and, and what this family means. Um, and we still have those today. We may not be as close and we may not live as close or be as connected, but mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, grandparents, all of these people have the opportunity to play a very formative role in your life and probably have up to a point, and maybe sometimes in ways you don't even recognize. But beyond those people, beyond what we think of as family, there's the larger sense of family. You see, you have family by blood, and then you have family by choice. Those people that have grown beyond friends that you have welcomed into your life, and you've said, you know, you, you are, as the Bible said, you are, you are closer to me than a brother. You are, you are family to me. And all these people, you know, if, if you, as, as the video we, we saw early on, you know, maybe, maybe you didn't have a great relationship with your mom, or maybe you didn't have a mom at all, but somebody else stepped up to play that role in your life. Maybe it was a dad. Maybe you didn't have a dad, but there was an uncle. Maybe there was an uncle who was just a really close friend of the family. All these people who incorporate family have helped to shape you and make you who you are today. But, you know, if you look at the calendar, you never, you never really find, and I'm willing to bet even Hallmark has not capitalized on the uncle who was always there but not really related by blood, thank you, day. But today is a day when we can acknowledge those people. We can recognize those people. We can go back and we can say, you know, Uncle Ted, I, I know we're not family, but, you know, you've always been there for me. You've always been part of my life, and you've played such a big role in making me who I am. Thank you. There may be people in this room right now, friends who have, who have ascended beyond friendship to family, but maybe you've never taken the time to actually say, I cannot tell you just how important and just how valuable you are, just, just what an impact you've had on my life. Do it. You know what? If you don't, they're not going to stop. They're not going to go away. They're not going to come a point where they're going to go, you know what? I was thinking about it. I feel like you've never really properly thanked me for the role I've played in your life, so I'm hitting the bricks. I'm out. Find somebody else. But just because that's not going to happen doesn't mean you should take it for granted. Let them know. Even now, even this morning, even as I'm talking, you, I, you know you got your phone, you're probably playing with it anyway. Open the notes app and start making this list of people you need to thank. Deuteronomy, all the way back to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting at verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates and this was instruction that God gave, not to parents, but to Israel. And he said, hey, all of Israel, this is the charge that I give to you, that, that every child in your sphere of influence, it is your responsibility to reinforce the goodness 
Lord. He and I will talk later. It is your responsibility to reinforce the precepts of God in their lives. It's a primary role of mom and dad, but if there is a child over whom you have some influence, you have a responsibility to share the goodness of God's world with them. You have nieces, you have nephews. You have, you have nieces and nephews. You know, the children of friends who are so close that they may as well be your own nieces and nephews. You are family to them. And part of family is to reinforce the goodness of God in their lives, starting when they're this old and continuing till they're this big. You have a role to play. Play it, whether they thank you or not. But I'm telling you right now, be thankful. So celebrate all the family that formed you. Be they family by blood or family by choice. And in some cases, in some cases, family by choice have done more for us and gotten less thanks for it. So today, do that. Make note. So today we celebrate mothers. I also want us to celebrate mentors. This is another one of those tools, a select group of people God has put in your life to help in the process of making you who he intended for you to be. 1 Peter, chapter 5. So I exhort you, I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and as a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. It is our role as seasoned citizens of God's kingdom to share our experience with those who are coming behind. Those who are new to life in God's kingdom, those who are new to Christ, those who have not figured out what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, that is our role. That's where we come in. That's where we come and we take them by the hand and we walk by their side and we say, here, let me show you. Let me teach you what I've learned in my journey. And at the same time, we should be looking to somebody ahead of us, somebody who's in that next stage of life that we can learn from. You know, we, we figure out, we think, you know, we've got, we've got this stage all figured out, but, you know, that next stage of life is approaching, and I don't know what's in store. I don't know what that holds for me. I don't know what, what problems I'm going to have to deal with. I don't know what joys it holds for me. So I should be finding someone a little bit more experienced than me that I can learn from, even as somebody's learning from me. And we see multiple examples of this throughout Scripture. Moses had, anyone? Right, Joshua. And when Moses departed, Joshua was there and stepped in and took, uh, took Moses' place of, of leadership over the people of Israel. Eli and Samuel. Elijah and Elisha. Jesus and the twelve. Peter and fill in the blank. Because every time you turn around, Peter was with a different somebody. Paul. Every time you turn around, Paul, one minute he's with Mark. The next minute he's with Luke. Paul over here with Timothy. Paul over there with Titus. Paul not only doing the work that God had called him to do, but he's bringing somebody else along with him. And he's teaching them all that he has learned in his journey. He 
He, he blows into town and he speaks to the people and he spreads the gospel and people are excited and people want to know more and people want to learn and people want to understand this life with Jesus. And Paul says, you know what you need? You need a church. Great. So they start a church and Paul goes, okay, I need to keep going. I need to move on. I have other places to be. But you know, Timothy, we've spent so much time hanging out together and Timothy knows like almost everything I know, and, and I feel really good about leaving Timothy here to oversee you even as I move on. Because even as Timothy is overseeing you, Timothy's going to find somebody that he's going to bring alongside him. And he's going to do for them as I have done for him, and it's a repeating cycle, and so should we be. And again, this is where we enter into those life groups and those small groups where we have that intimate group of people that we share trust with that we share life with, and we can talk honestly and openly with, and we can celebrate when things are going right, and we can mourn when things aren't going so well, and we can call to account when somebody's getting off track. This is why God has called us to have mentors in our life, and not just it would be a good idea, but it's crucial. You should have somebody playing this role in your life. Somebody that you can look, walk in that path a little further ahead of you that you're following after. And somebody who's coming behind that you're leading along. So today, if you have a mentor, thank them. If you don't, find one. And be thinking, be asking the question, Lord, who, who would you have me, who would you have me to mentor? Who, who can I share my life and experience with? Who is, my, who is my Timothy? Who is my Ruth? So today we celebrate mothers. We celebrate mentors. And today, I want to suggest, perhaps, we celebrate mayhem. Not the Allstate commercials. Because I know... There's at least a third of you. The second I said mayhem, you thought about the guy in the black suit in the, in the Allstate commercials. But to a certain degree, yeah. Because life gets stupid. Life gets ugly. Life gets hard. Life gets, dare I say, poopy. It's a biblical term. I can, I can show you later. And this is this right here. This is one of those verses that it's in there, which means God inspired it, which means it's good, which means I got to believe it, which means, but every time we read it, we're like, nah, 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 nah. James chapter one, beginning in verse two. Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. See, if you've, if you've ever seen kind of the forging process, they'll take a lump of, of iron and they'll, they'll put it into a forge and they'll let it get like red hot. I mean like, like bright orange red hot. And then they'll take it out 
And you know, today they have like really like big machines that you can like start the engine and you put it in there and you flip a switch and it just bangs it all out. But it's way cooler if you watch somebody with like the big sledgehammer just going, and they're just pounding, pounding this massive iron until it takes the shape they want it to take. And to some degree, this hammering, this pounding, this forging, this shaping is kind of the role we see mothers and other family members play in our lives. And you see it in yourself. I know you do. There, everybody, if you're old enough, if you're, if you're too young, you still have this idea that somehow I'm not going to be just like my mom. I'm not going to be just like my dad until the moment. And you all see the laughter. You all had that moment, that one horrifying, ineffable moment when your mouth opened and your father or your mother's words spewed forth. And you, you wanted, you wanted so desperately, you wanted so desperately to claw them back and put them back. Because, because once they were out there into the world, it was truth. It was set in stone. You are the byproduct of your parents. And then it only gets worse. Because as you get older, you will find you sit. Say, I have a sit. I have found myself sitting, watching a sporting event on TV, and I, and I have this moment of clarity where I go, I am watching TV just like my dad does. I am, wa- I am sitting on a couch watching a screen like my father does. How can that even be a thing? But it is. Maybe you find yourself, I, I don't even know. I don't, and I don't have to know, because you know. You know what I mean. You've had the moments. You've said the words. You've done the thing. And the indelible image your parents left on you in your DNA comes springing forth, and you have no choice but to acknowledge. And, and this is nature versus nurture. This doesn't even matter. It's not a biological function. It's a function of raising. They come forth in you. And so, so that is the shaping process. And then we have mentors. And they refine They refine that raw material that our parents left with us and they help us to be better and they teach us and they encourage us. And if, if, again, I watch Forge and Fire and they're always making knives, so this would be the part where you're, you're shaping the blade and you're putting an edge on it and you're making it just so fine and razor sharp and a tip that's strong and you're making this perfect thing. And then you have mayhem. Because the last part of the forging, well, one of the last parts of the forging process is once you have the shape and once you have the edge, you have, to, you have to put it back into the fire one more time. And this is what mayhem does in us. Because when we are in the mayhem, we are in the madness, we are in the storm, when everything seems to be going wrong, that's when what is in here is revealed. You can say all day long that you have faith in Jesus. You can say all day long that you are a disciple of Jesus. You can proclaim all day long that you walk with Jesus, but it's when life gets hard and everything falls out from under your feet, that will prove who and what you actually are. That will be the proof of the faith you claim to have. And it's it's a testing. And it's not 
you know, testing as we so often think of it, where it's a, I, I'm being tested on what I know and I either pass or I fail. It's a testing of, have I mastered this or, or do I still have more to learn? And if you look at it like that, every trial you go through, every difficulty, every hard time, reveals who you are. But it also shows who you can become. It shows you where you can find a little bit more work or a little bit more effort. Or you can find that mentor and you can say, you know what, I really need to shape this part of my life. Or I really need to find myself to be more like this. And I see this in you. And can you help me develop that in myself? And that's what the mentor does. And that's what the mayhem does. And that's what the mother does. Mother, mentor, mayhem. All things that should be celebrated. And all things that far too often we left to be taken for granted. And so I want to call you today. I want to encourage you today. Today. Now. This day. Be thankful and let them know. Make a phone call. Send an email. Send a text. God forbid, sit down at a writing surface with paper and a writing implement and write a letter and put it in the mail. Because there's something about ink on paper. There's something about handing that tangible thing. I don't know if it's still a thing. It is for me, you know, that that box you keep. You know, the special notes, letters, birthday cards from special people. See, a text is a text, and an email goes in an email folder somewhere, but a letter, a letter gets saved. A letter goes in a box. Periodically, the letter comes back out and can be reread. And that joy that joy can be felt once more. And this is what I call you to do today. This is my whole point and purpose today. Celebrate the mothers, the mentors, and the mayhem. Because you, as you sit right now, for better or worse, are a product of all those things in your life. And if you look at your life, and you, you, know, you, you go and you look in that bathroom mirror and you like what you see, there are people who should be thanked. If you go and you look in that bathroom mirror and you do not like what you see, there is help that can be sought. And as you look around at the people God has blessed you with in your life, and it doesn't, I mean, it could be anybody. It could be a family member. It could be a child you know real well. It could be a church member. It could be a small group member. It could be a coworker. Somebody in your sphere of influence needs you to step up and be available to help them become the better version of themselves that God created them to be. And that's what I call you, and I call me, and I call us all to today. I'm going to say a prayer. We're going to watch one more video, and then, uh, then the praise team's going to come. We're going to, we're going to sing our way out this morning. Mothers, bless you for all that you've done. For everybody else in the mother category, fathers, uncles, aunts, grandparents, whoever you are, thank you for all you've done. Father, I pray this morning that you would help us this day to put ourselves aside and to think of those other people you have brought into our lives. The people we have known 
from the moment of our birth and each and every one who has come along since then. For every member of family who helped us to become what we are today. For all those who have come along by our sides. Whether it be for a moment, a day, a season, or a lifetime. Who have played a role in shaping us. Thank you. And Father, even for the chaos that reveals who we are and and hopefully provides an inspiration or a glimpse into who we might become, thank you. And for all the other numerous, immeasurable, so often overlooked blessings you have rained out into our lives, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. It begins with openness, the willingness to come alongside someone else, to pour out, care, invest. It's about sharing the journey, doing life together, growing, forging, becoming. It's about selflessness, caring enough to walk through the valley even when it's painful. To love people as Christ has loved us. It's rejoicing when they rejoice. Hurting when they hurt. Being a hand, an encourager, a friend. We were not created to wander alone. For as iron sharpens iron, So one person sharpens another.
Amen, Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause the light of space to shine upon you. May he turn his countenance towards you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great week, everybody. I want to remind you that all of our missions giving for this month and give uh, for this purpose. Put missions on your offering. You can write it on the check. Everything that goes to missions this month goes to support the ministry of Joe and Holly Grayson and uh, their work with Send North uh, Ministries here in Alaska and the Yukon in Canada. And uh, Joe and Holly will be uh, here with us next week to uh, be part of the service. And uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be great. So make sure you plan to be with us online or be with us here at the house. Great to see some new faces gathering with us today. so much.